I'm Thomas, and I'm a Research and Project Officer at ACRI, the Australia-China Relations Institute at the University of Technology, Sydney. In a recent working paper, ACRI Director, Professor James Lawrenson and I, compared Australia's exposure to its top market with that of seven other peer economies and analysed the latest trade data to provide a guide to the costs that Australian producers of 12 goods have endured. Medium-sized economies like Australia require openness in order to prosper and will inevitably develop a significant exposure to larger economies. Whilst a recent report by the Australian Productivity Commission argued that Australia's exposure to its top 10 markets is not unusual when compared to the global average, we also found that even Australia's exposure to its top market when benchmarked against seven peer economies, for the most part, is not uncommon. It's quite a recent phenomenon that Australia's exposure to the PRC at 41% is an outlier, and this reflects historically high iron ore prices. This increase in exposure, however, has not come with an increase in risk for the most part, because the PRC has a reliance on this big ticket item, which is an essential steel-making ingredient. To gauge the scale of the trade fallout from Beijing's campaign of disruption, we calculated cost guides for each disruptive product. What we found was that for nine of the 12 affected goods, the costs incurred by Australian exporters was less than 10% of the total export value. Moreover, for those industries with the highest proportion of exports going to the PRC, namely barley and cotton, actually incurred some of the lowest costs when their access to the China market was shut off. The key issue, not one of exposure, but one of an effective mitigation mechanism. There were, however, products such as wine and timber rough, which did incur significant costs. For a product such as wine, the costs largely reflect its differentiated nature. In particular, premium red wine, which fetched a high unit price in China. A lack of homogeneity means there is no unified global market that can easily connect Australian producers to buyers elsewhere. For products such as rock lobster, the existence of grey channels through ports in Hong Kong has thus far proved an effective mitigation strategy. But it remains to be seen whether PRC authorities will decide to clamp down on this circuitous route. The implications of these findings are several. Firstly, it's a corrective to the claim that Australian businesses with a high exposure to the PRC were somehow naive or irresponsible. Exporters secured premium prices in the PRC for an extended period of time and were able to pivot to alternative markets when this opportunity closed. Secondly, thus far, it appears that market access is a weak coercive tool for Beijing. However, this could change if the PRC is able to find alternative sources of iron ore or restrict the passage of tourists and students when borders open and travel resumes.